0: Grateful to have uh, Brandon G. Moore with me today. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: No problem at all. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on with you.
0: No, we're lucky to have you. I know you've been, uh, you know, busy, busy guy this year. I'm sure with the market the way it is. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brandon's with uh, Remax Crest Realty, and he's been a, a top producer there for for a few years now. And uh, um, I like to start off with a fun question. And what's what's one thing not many people know about you?
1: So one thing that uh, not a lot of people know about me is, uh, you know, as, as successful as I am, you know, as hard as I work, and you know, in, with the industry that I, I'm in, the the one thing I would say that not many people know about me is actually I'm a huge sleeper inner. Like I <laughs> I do not like to get up early. You know, with the amount of deals that I do, a lot of you know everyone's thinking that you know wake up at 6 a.m., go to the gym, start my day early. <laughs> no, I get up at like nine o'clock. I have a I have difficulty getting up at nine o'clock, and you know I I try every like this is one of my huge goals is to actually try and wake up early, and I'm slowly 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 working on it. Mm. But uh, but yeah, just getting up at like 8:30 nine o'clock is is difficult for me, and it, it always has been growing up. So.
0: Interesting. I've I've actually been that way too for for most of my life. It was just until kids, till the kids came, It was like no
1: choice. <laughs> you're out. <right. laughs> uh, yeah, but... you no choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's interesting. thank you for sharing because most people, most people wouldn't wouldn't be that honest. So I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> you know, you're probably extremely efficient when you're working then.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I work till from the moment I wake up till the moment I sleep, but you know, <laughs> sleep, sleep. I get a lot of sleep. So
0: oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, how did you get started in real estate, Brandon?
1: Uh, yeah. So my parents, uh, they're, they're in the business. They've been mm-hmm. in the business for a very, very long time. Uh, growing up, I never actually wanted to be a realtor. Uh, you know, just seeing the hours that my parents work and seeing the lifestyle that they had, you know, they were never home while raising me and my sister. Um, You know, I never really wanted to be a realtor, but when I was 20 years old, you know, I I hadn't really done much with my life. I was just doing some sales on the side and just kind of enjoying life. And, you know, my girlfriend who we're still together today, uh, she was like, hey, we should get our real estate licenses." Mm. I said, sure, cool, why not? Let's do it. So we did that. Uh, we got, we got started in the business together. I, cr- I kind of branched off on my own pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, she, my girlfriend went into working as an, as an assistant for my parents. Uh, kind of went off on my own. Me and my dad didn't get, get along very well. Um, and then, yeah, I've been on my, been on my own since, um, you know, my girlfriend, she's, she works with me now as of the last year, year and a half. Oh, cool. Um, just when I started getting really busy last year, she wasn't happy. She was working with the city of Burnaby at that mm-hmm. time. And, uh, yeah, we've been working together ever since. And, yeah.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. No, that's uh, – yeah, because my interest it's, – it's, it's such an interesting dynamic with family and business and, and all those different things. I know that, you know, I worked alongside and with sort of my – parents mortgage company for many years and then also just say hey, I'm going to go kind of do my own thing sort of different you know time to time to do my own thing and we, which I did for a long time and then uh but it's family and business can be tricky and yeah definitely uh, so
1: now you, ha- <laughs> now you also <laughs> have your partner family. with you yeah, yeah it's not, it's not <laughs> the easiest but uh <laughs> but we make it work and uh but yeah, yeah definitely parents especially you know dad and son you know you just yeah. headbutt all the time right so <laughs> Uh, And it it feels better when you, you know, you earn all the business on your own. Like I went out, you know, went and just try and got my business, my own clients, which was very difficult to begin with. But, uh, but it's definitely feels a lot, a lot more rewarding when you do it on your own. So,
0: yeah, no, 100%, 100%. And uh, no, I can, I can resonate a lot with what you're saying. So that, that's, that's nice. That's very similar. What do you love about sort of day to day, just in terms of, you know, uh, when you're helping clients day to day, what do you love about what you do?
1: Yeah. Well, sleeping in is one thing. If I had a normal <laughs> nine to five, I would not be able to sleep until nine <laughs> o'clock. But, uh, but no, I think the business itself is just something that comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I get along with people you know on on the side i mean i'm 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 normally a shy guy, but it, when when it comes to real estate, you know, I'm always connecting with clients and mm-hmm. uh, I love helping people. I think that's a big thing for me. It feels good when I'm doing the best job that I can for them, especially because I have a lot of clients who you know they've had realtors in the past and they were just trying to push them around and get the deal done, and I'm more focused on you know making the clients get what they want and making sure the clients get end to end service and um, you know, just, yeah, I think that's kind of what, what I love about what I do. And yeah, just, you know, with my parents being, you know, being grown up in the real estate, real estate industry, just, yeah. The business just comes naturally to me. So yeah, it's and not it's something I have to like, you know, not look forward or to force. every day. Or yeah. Force myself. Yeah, exactly. For sure.
0: Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point, which is like the opportunity to serve like to be of service, to like truly go in and like actually provide true value from a service standpoint, because there are a lot of professionals on both our sides that maybe don't have that same mindset. And that's where, you know, obviously you've probably stood out because of that fact, because of of the this, of this service you provide. So I think that's so, I mean, it's so crucial, especially in a, in a difficult market like we've been in. Which, you know, especially if, if you're if someone's out there trying to buy a home or, you know, maybe list and then also buy a home, sell and buy creates a lot of, I think, uh, what we've seen a lot of stress for, for, totally. for, for, yeah. for clients these days. So even more opportunity, I think, to sort of provide guidance and support and, and all those different things throughout because, you know, it has been a difficult year um, anything sort of what's the biggest challenge that you found or that you've been facing over the year in terms of, uh, the market that, that, that you faced and, and sort of, how are you tackling it? How are you sort of getting in front of it currently?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple, I have a couple answers to to this question here. Uh, I think for me, myself, personally, I think the biggest problem with this market is, is getting time to myself like this Mm. just This literally from February till now, it's just been working every day, all day, nonstop. You know, Mm -hmm. getting no break. And you know, I'm even trying to take some time off in December just because it's been such a busy year. But I just can't. Like middle, I can't get one day where it's just like no one calls me or emails me. It's just every day. You know, at least a couple things. You know, but it's just the business that we're in. Kind of just have to work around it,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, you know, take as much time as you can around those busy times. But, uh, but I think in, in terms of the market, I think the most difficult challenge is, is getting people in, especially this year with townhouses and houses. You know, I've had clients we've written, you know, nine to 10 offers mm-hmm. before they finally get something and this is going subject free, uh, going over asking and still losing. Yeah, uh, I think that's the biggest challenge is just getting into the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially now with the low inventory prices are just going crazier and crazier and it's just nonstop. So I definitely think, yeah, just getting into the market is, is, is the biggest challenge, but you know, there, there are a lot of strategies that we can work around. For example, you know, you got to be accommodating with, it's not just price that wins in multiple offers, Hmm. you know, as you know, it's, it's no subjects, it's deposit, it's dates, you know, there are multiple factors and I've actually, won quite a few battles where we weren't necessarily the highest but we had a deposit in hand we we had gotten the mortgage fully approved before the offer deadline mm. um you know we were super accommodating with dates and um you know that's all really you can do is just do your best but i mean a lot not not a lot of realtors know these ta- few of these tactics and yes. they end up being the highest in price but <laughs> they don't win on the other aspects and there's there's <laughs> many aspects that that you can win on and that you can beat price, right?
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. interesting. I know that, you know, like like what you said, like day-to-day in our office, it's a lot of, okay, we're getting clients ready to put in offers. So we have to, okay, how do we figure out a way that they can, A, go subject-free, or, you know, how do we get to them to that point? Like you're saying, you know, getting it done beforehand. So it's just, I would say, yeah, what we've seen from a challenge point of view is is continually having to do that over and over again and then the client losing out on the property and then back and doing it again. So it's like yeah. that due diligence has been uh, a, a very difficult thing. And then on the flip side to that is the, the stress from uh, a buyer's point of view of, you know, having to manage expectations, knowing it's a market that, you know, they might have to mo- uh, sort of uh, offer on multiple properties before they get the right one or they get, you know, the property. So it's really just, you know, it's been uh, a lot of that letting the, you know, everything works out. It's, it happens for a reason. All that kind of stuff, but you know, it's been like you said, such low inventory that hard to see where it goes or or how it, how it gets yeah. solved, right? I yeah, think that's, that's the biggest biggest concern is 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 what 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 next? Because it's not like if there's a magic supply of housing inventory uh, coming down the pipeline, so.
1: Um, well, I mean, they say the yeah. inventory is the highest, so you know, just maybe waiting till the spring. But you know, I, I've had a lot of clients where we've put in multiple, multiple offers on multiple properties, and the one they end up getting is actually the one that they end up being most happy with, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm so glad that I got the property," mm-hmm. but you know, them being upset so many times was yeah. you know made it happen right so i do
0: believe like i truly believe that things work out for a reason like i think that totally. you know things do come together the way they're supposed to there's some sort of plan in place but uh
1: it's as hard to see doing the best right as long as you're yes. doing the best you can you have a lot of clients that you know they say oh you know what if we don't get it you know we don't want to pay so much over asking you know mm-hmm. and just kind of being stubborn and those people end up making regrets but
0: <laughs> yeah
1: they end up learning right so in a yeah. market like this. This, well you this brought, is brought up a, a lot of good market so
0: yeah and you brought up a lot of great tactics that that you will implement with with buyers to not necessarily have to be again that top price and it's not always the the sort of uh, indicator of the of the one that's going to be the best offer right because there are so many different uh different factors any memorable any sort of properties that you sold or or had a client buy or a transaction that you can think of that stands out as very memorable to you or or sort of an experience that you could come in and and sort of provide even more value of some kind
1: yeah definitely um you know obviously the most expensive home always comes to mind <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the most expensive home I've sold was 2.6 million and that was this year that was in the crazy market in March and um you know, I I, I told the sellers that it was only worth 2.4 and mm-hmm. we we ended up pricing it higher. You know, they wanted higher and we ended up getting higher just because the crazy market. So, you know, it was, it was definitely the market to take advantage this year. Um, you know, it was a five-year-old home, 4,000 square foot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, you know, most memorable always comes to, to the, the highest price. But, uh, you know, another one I thought of was a penthouse suite that I've sold. Phenomenal view of all of mm. Metro Town, all of Richmond. Um, you know, those are yeah, definitely another high-end condo. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I think third one on the list is actually the lowest priced home that I've ever sold or the lowest priced condo, I should say. And I sold it for one hundred and seventy-five thousand in Maple Ridge at the very bottom peak of the market two years mm. ago. And uh yeah, it was a one-bedroom condo in Maple Ridge and uh 175 grand (laughs) you don't see that anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's very memorable now right looking at real estate prices today you know know, like i mean like you it's like we grew up around this market and just you sometimes you see what something sells for or what it's worth today and you go okay i guess so right i guess i guess so uh but uh it's, it's 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 tricky and it's pushed people into you know it's, it's hard to get into those those price points especially as you get in that two three plus million it's it's uh ever challenging so yeah i'm sure those could stand out for sure i mean from the market point of view i know we talked on a little bit but any sort of advice on potentially you know what the market is dictating or where it's going or any sort of feedback or advice that you're giving to anyone that's thinking about maybe uh looking to sell their property or or get into their next place
1: yeah um you know i think we've had such a crazy year for 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 townhomes duplexes Mm -hmm. and houses uh personally i i think the condo market's next i mean you know, yes. if you look at the average housing prices graph, detached homes have passed its history's peak from 2016. Townhomes have significantly passed its peak from 2017, 2018. Um, and now we're left with condos, which still haven't yet passed its peak uh, mm. from 20 late 2017, early 2018. And I'm sure you're really very familiar with when that was, when the stress test was implemented. Yes. Right yes. On, uh, January 1st, 2018, that was a big... Uh, big change in our industry. Um, I think condos are next and we've already noticed in the last month two months condos are starting to gain momentum sell way higher than what the last sale was which people are going like are mind blown wow that sold like thirty thousand dollars over what the last one Mm -hmm. sold for. Um, You know while the housing market was going crazy I actually purchased a few condos myself around the summertime Um, and just because I thought that was going to be next and I think next year is going to be a crazy year for condos. So, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. Anything can happen. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, capitalized, definitely capitalizing on the low interest rates is a huge thing because yes. likely next year, they'll probably, get, you know, be going up. Probably not all at once. It'd probably be a more gradual, gradual thing. And, you know, you would probably know more about that than I would. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely locking in a, a mortgage pre-approval um, you know, getting in while you can, so you don't know what's going to happen next year. I mean, if you're holding real estate long-term, the value is always going to go up, right? And yes, you no, know, if you're purchasing and you know, you feel like you're overpaying, don't worry because if you're keeping this for five plus years, even if you've overpaid, it, it, it's going to continue to go up, maybe go down, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the next couple of years, but if you're holding it long, then, you know, things will always go go higher. Right. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that it's so true. It's like the, I always like to say sort of the trends, your friend It's like, as long as it's trending in the right direction, long-term, which I think generally speaking, real estate generally is, is more of a long-term uh, investment or, or strategy Then, then yeah. It, and it's interesting what you say about the condo market. Cause I think, yeah, like, like you said, it's that, that gap can still shrink a little bit, meaning like maybe detached homes, you know whatever those values do, but I think there's room for that to close down. And generally yeah. speaking, oh. as probably that condo market coming up, not the other way around. So, interesting point. It's funny that
1: you did that hand gesture. Whenever I'm explaining it to clients, <laughs> I always do the same thing. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you know, when it goes too high, it's got <laughs> to come up the fall the match here, <it>, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm very
0: visual. I guess it's for myself. I think I'm more of a yeah, yeah, now. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me in. just the last one: is I talk to clients, I use the term "house rich," but I'm I talk a lot about Smith maneuver, tax deductibility, like accessing equity for investment purposes, whether it's real estate or the market or whatever. Like creating uh, wealth from equity growth in the home. When I say "house rich," anything come to mind from your point of view of, of what that means to you?
1: Uh, House rich? Yeah, I think, to me, it's more like, you know, owning your own home and mm-hmm. owning the equity in your own home and, and paying your own mortgage rather than paying somebody else's, right? Yes. You know, if you're renting, you're always paying somebody else's mortgage. And it's, you know, as much as it's your you feel like it's your home, in the end of the day, it's not. So I think just building your own equity is most important. And that's what I would say, what's called house rich. You don't necessarily need to have 10 properties to be considered house yep. rich. Um, but it's more of just building your own home and and mm-hmm. without even thinking of it, right? You're you're saving for retirement without even thinking about it by just paying for where you live on an everyday basis, right?
0: And just, I think it's always just a benefit to be in the market. It's like, if you can get in, it's just like, what, while being in the market, then you're sort of isolated from the factors of, you know, housing price increases because you're in there. So you're, you're able to sort of ride that wave or grow with it too. There's my hands going again, yeah. but, Ooh. but, uh, you know, you can kind of see, uh, there's so much opportunity and a lot of our clients that sort of have moved up the ladder. Maybe the condo to the townhouse, to the home was because of the fact that they grew with the market over time and built equity for that purpose. So. Yeah, those are all great points. That's not
1: a, that's, you know, it's hard for people to understand that sometimes. It's like you kind of got to start small, start with a condo, mm-hmm. then get into a townhome, you know, over five, this is over a five, 10-year period. And then, you know, the next five, 10 years, then get into a home. It's not You can't just go straight to a home for the average person, right? And a lot of people just, they want to save, 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 save until they can get what they want. But then, you know, as much as they're saving, the market always surpasses what they're saving, yes. right?
0: yes that's yeah the opportunity cost to get hard. in that makes sense yeah well Brandon yeah. thank you so much uh really great information it was it was a lot of fun what's where's the best place that uh, anyone can reach out to you or find you
1: uh yeah I mean if you just google my name Brandon G Moore I'll, I'll pop up and yeah I, I'm good with all sorts of contacts phone text email however WhatsApp, however you want to reach out to me that's i'll I'll be answering yeah.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks again. And uh, we'll be in touch.
1: Sounds good, Okay?